0: One of the, one of the hallmarks of my existence has always been, you know, just a, 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 an insane amount of anger and rage. It, it's, it's been there as long as I've known. So I don't have a conscious memory of not having rage, right? So earliest memories of life when I'm five years old, I have rage like you can't believe. And it's, it's a problem all my life. So as a teenager, if I go more than two weeks without punching a hole in the wall of our house, it's a miracle. I mean, I am so good at drywall. You can't believe how good I am for all the stuff I have to repair around our house. Like I'm breaking windows, I'm breaking, it just doesn't, like I just, and so in a way, and, and, and of course I rationalized how much boxing saved my life because I had this amazing outlet for my rage, right? If you, I got to basically exercise six hours a day. I'm hitting punching bags in people all day long And it's just a beautiful outlet that keeps me out of jail. Um, And a big part of that rage was inward, right? So it's, it's not rocket science to understand that a person who has that much hatred for everyone has an enormous amount for themselves. And so one of the things I didn't realize was happening was what my inner monologue was. Because as you can appreciate, your inner monologue is so frequent and ubiquitous and present that it's easy to almost forget that it's there. I mean, that's the that's the that's the sort of uh, dangerous part about it, right? Is kind of the you know, the David Foster Wallace this is water thing. The fish are swimming through water. The water's everywhere. They don't even realize they're in water. You don't unrealize you don't realize the subconscious stream of thoughts that constantly flow. But eventually I became aware of just what that self-talk was and it is it was no longer the case it was the angriest the most violent self-talk you can imagine i mean it was like there is no mistake that i could make that was anything other than my perfect perfect standard that didn't result in what I would call my inner Bobby Knight going ballistic. So it just didn't matter. Like it it it, it, it it sounds silly under, it didn't matter if I didn't perfectly cook a steak, if I didn't perfectly nail something I was doing, if, if, if I didn't do anything that was perfect at what I described as match grade perfect, I mean, I would want to beat myself to a pulp and I would scream at myself. I mean, it just, it's, it's, again, it's hard to describe. And I, I hope that most people listening to this don't understand what that feels like. Well, it became very clear that that had to change. Because when you are, when you are that, when you hate yourself that much, by definition, you are going to be an insufferable prick to everybody else. Like, cause you're, you're just, that's going to spill into how you interact with the world. So, I, you know, was working with a therapist who was one of the people who was sending me to this place in Arizona. And basically it became clear that, you know, they 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 proposed that I could shed this trait if I was willing to do a certain amount of work. And I was like, there's no chance. Like, I'm 47 years old. This is the only way I've ever interacted with myself. How in the world? Could this be undone? It would take another 40 years to undo this. And they're like, no, no, no. here's this exercise you're going to do. So the exercise was, every single time I did something where I would have that self-talk, I would have to immediately stop myself and pretend that it wasn't me that just did that, but it was one of my closest friends. And instead, I would audibly speak to that person. There was nobody else there, but speak to that person as though they are the one that made the mistake. And I, were to, I was to record that on my phone. So if I'm out there shooting my bow and arrow and I don't get a bullseye, instead of screaming at myself, I have to say, oh, imagine it's my buddy, JR, who just missed that shot. What would I say to him? Pick up the phone or you know, pull out the phone and say, of course, something different. And of course. What I would say in that situation was much kinder. I mean, infinitely kinder. It's like from saying it to my closest friend, I'm going to say it in a very kind way. And I had to take uh, a copy of that audio and text it to my therapist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Talk
1: about so. Can you imagine? I was all on board this practice until you mentioned that at which point, and I, and I trust my therapist uh, um, to a very deep level, but I thought, wow, that that's a, that's a mountain.
0: Well, this, you know, this poor person got a lot of text messages, a lot of, lot of audio files. But here's the part that just blows my mind. It only took, I don't know, I, I can't remember exactly. I'd have to go back to look at my journals. It only took about four months to get rid of Bobby Knight. Like, you know, again, we, we had kind of a mental model for what this looked like, which was Bobby Knight was the chairman of the board. He sat in the boardroom and nobody else got to talk.
1: And for those that don't know, Bobby Knight had a terrible temper. Yeah, yeah, the worst. Right. This
0: is the guy that was throwing chairs across the basketball court. Level eleven. Yep. Out of ten. And and all of a sudden, like we got to the point where Bobby Knight is not even in the boardroom anymore. In fact, I as I say this today, like I don't really remember what he sounded like. I mean, it's it's amazing to me, and and I've had some really amazing opportunities to bring him back like it's not like i'm making fewer mistakes right it's not like i'm better today than i was three years ago at all the things that i do i'm not i'm actually probably worse in many regards uh but the difference is you know i can communicate with myself i i think i can say this i think i can say lovingly right and and maybe not as lovingly as some people can. I, I still think I'm probably maybe just a little higher standard with myself than maybe I need to be at times, but but I'm just not beating myself up like I used to. And I think by extension, I'm beating other people up a lot less. Well, I don't know
1: the extent to which your internal narrative reflects the uh, narrative that others have about you. But first of all, I wanna thank you for sharing um, what you just shared. I think as a practical step it, it um, first of all, it's one I've never heard of before, um, but certainly represents this incredible phenomenon of, of neuroplasticity because four months sounds like a bit of time and yet you were 47 years yeah, old. So that's 47 years of accumulated, um, just absolutely berating self-talk is what it sounds like. Um, so it's something that people can, can think about for their own, for their own purposes.